Lightworkers Joe Calderon and Grayson Hurd have joined the antidote to share about the band's music. Guys, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having us. Definitely. Lightworker used to be known as Red Sky. Were you hunting for a different band name to better suit your music? Um, it, it came out of necessity because because <laughs> <laughs> actually um, there there was another band with the name Red Sky and. Uh, they actually did have the proper U.S. trademark for that name under entertainment uh, for performance and sales and whatnot. So, um, you know, they didn't send us a cease and desist or anything. They were nice. They contacted us and they gave us time to, like, think of a new name and everything. So it was just one of those things. So so we changed it. So this was all resolved out of court. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the preferred way. <laughs> yes. But yeah, they were really, they were really, really cool about it. So it really wasn't a big deal. And how difficult was it to choose a new band name for yourself? Oh, that like that took a while. Um, we, we left that up to Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it took a couple of months, I think. Um, and it's funny because Lightworker was in the back of my mind, and but it was one of the last ideas that I threw out there, and and then Grayson was like, I really like it, and. The other guys dug it, and I'm like, really? I thought you guys would have hated it, so I didn't I didn't suggest it until now. And then we're like, well, there you go. So, <laughs> Well, the band has just released your debut EP, Resilience. And I mean, seriously, that's a really solid release. Thank, thank you, man. Wow, thank you. <laughs> All of you must have a pretty intensive music background to pull this off. Huh? Yeah, um, for me... You know, I grew up basically listening to a lot of the pop punk stuff, which graduated into some stuff that had some screaming in it. There was always an allure, though, about metal music to me that um, my cousins used to play it. And they'd have like bands like Iron Maiden uh, music videos like playing in the background. And, and I was like, that's so cool. But, you know, I, I guess I just didn't know how to find it back then. Uh, and I was so young and I love the passion behind heavy music in general. That's what really draws me to it. But uh, I think with Grayson, it might be a little different. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of background and music, shoot, I've always really liked music. When I was 13, I finally decided, you know, like I'm actually going to try this guitar thing out. And uh, so I did. You know, for me, I, I think that there's some people where either you – you love music and you, you want to learn how to play an instrument, but you kind of like the idea more. Or there's some people where like they want to really, really learn the instrument. So they sit down and they do scales and practice all your chords and the, the you know, almost like the homework that you're supposed to do. Honestly, man, I just picked up a guitar and I had one lesson that was a group lesson for, I think, four times. And all I learned in that entire thing was these are frets. And this is where you put your fingers to like make the different notes. And that's pretty much all I got. And then after that, I just learned a hundred of my favorite songs. <laughs> it, just, it just picked up like all the little, you know, picked up scales and everything, noticed patterns in different songs. And that's how I learned how to play guitar. Because if I sat there and with a metronome and just kept playing, you know, scales that sounded like absolutely no fun at all, I guarantee you I would have quit in less than a year. So... And that was pretty much it. I just started playing because I, I like music. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all in all, I think at least for Joe and I, we've uh, been playing in bands for 
well, I guess in my case, only one band before this for about nine years. And Joe was... This is like my fourth or fifth like band that actually was worth listening to. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and uh, yeah, Grayson and I were in a band before this, uh, and that's how we met. So, But yeah, I, and it, what was cool was that um, back when we were in our old band together, uh, I was always the guy who was introducing the other dudes to other bands and whatnot. And I think it kind of helped, I, this might be bold of me to say, but helped kind of like shape some of those those guys' like music tastes. You know, and, and, I, and inevitably I, I shaped my own because I was always looking for the next thing, you know. So we kind of grew together because of that. To me, you know, there's all kinds of things that stand out about the sound of Lightworker. I mean, you're a killer clean vocalist, and the blending of the raw vocals are great, and I really love the guitar work. When Lightworker began, were you looking to have a certain part of your music that you wanted to emphasize? Um, I guess for me, it's uh, I've always been in bands that I think they were almost there with what I wanted to do musically, um, and uh, when I started this band. I was like, okay, this is definitely going to be heavy. <laughs> it's going to be guitar-driven because I, I'm a sucker for sweet riffs and guitar solos. Um, but at the same time, you know, I am a, a singer who can scream. I'm not a screamer who sings, if that makes sense. Totally. You know, so we pepper that in, uh, I guess, to display, you know, more raw emotion and whatnot, and also to uh, emphasize, like, certain words and whatnot. But... For me, I, I just wanted to make sure that whatever felt right to the song like came out. So, I mean, some songs are heavier than others, and some are very, you know, they have a pop influence almost, uh, or, you know, just very melodic influence. So, it, it varies. I guess I'm overexposed to metalcore, but I'd like to hear what you think. Isn't the softer side, like with melodic metal, less common than it used to be? Um... Personally, I've seen it go both ways. Um, you know, I've seen bands who are like typical metalcore bands or, you know, metal bands and, and, and things like that go the softer route. For example, you know, Bring Me the Horizon, of course, did that uh, thrice. Yeah, thrice from their two heavy records. And they, they kind of started to go a little bit softer. Mice and Men mm-hmm. sort of did the same thing, you know, in the last few years. But at the same time, it's like there, there's also bands um, that have gotten heavier. It's like I'm kind of drawing a blank on exact examples, but I remember thinking at least a year, you know, within the last year, thinking to myself, like, you know, there have been a lot of bands recently who have kind of gone the opposite direction of we're not going to get, you know, softer or poppier. We're actually going to get a little bit heavier and more aggressive. So I think a few bands like that would be under oath. Um, and, and what was I thought was awesome was that, uh, they went from their only chasing safety, which is you know very poppy, to to find the great line, which definitely did not have any traditional pop structuring in their songs. To mm-hmm. very abrasive songs. Um, August Burns Red is another band that has never let up. They've always been mm-hmm. heavy straight across. So, or even uh, even Woven War. Oh from, yeah, yeah. From their first record, you know, the music was still heavy and very guitar driven, but there was like pretty much all singing on that record. But then the newest one, like Shane started 
screaming on a bunch of songs, so they got heavier. Honestly, there have kind of been examples in both. So we probably don't know enough about the entire scene to kind of gauge like which one's taking the precedence. But yeah, I think at this place, you know, even though we're about to release the CP and finished it, we've already begun writing. And though Grayson and I and the other guys love heavy music and we always will, uh, we also do love other styles. And I think I actually I know that we'll be seeing that more so in the future. Um, like some of the newer stuff is definitely a lot heavier, and some of it's very very light and atmospheric uh, and ethereal. Meaning that you could be going in almost any direction for future releases. Yeah, I think I think it's even safe to say. And of course, this is all subjective and relative to like how we see it. So other people, it's like might see it differently, but you know, you could probably expect that we're going to go in both directions. Like some stuff, you know, is going to get faster. Some stuff may be, you know, heavier and some stuff may also be maybe lighter and more based kind of in, in rock than metal essentially depending. Mm -hmm. So we should really get into some of the music found on resilience and myopic is one of the songs found on that release. It talks about losing faith and purpose. Would you say that also describes how most of society is? You know, I think I think that's something that everybody deals with. Um, this, this, uh, the song is actually about watching a friend going through a struggle and just, you know, trying to be there for them. And, you know, I know I've been on that on both ends of the spectrum. And I think that, you know, at one point or another, everybody just goes through that. It's a matter of, you know, you're able to see it through. And, uh, you know, hopefully you are, you know. That's where the EP title would really come into it, being resilient. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, Grayson came up with the title for the EP and... Um, you know, the more I sat with it and the more I thought about it, I was like, this is like way too perfect, even up to the artwork. I mean, you look at it and what our band has been through and what we've been through in our personal lives, even within the last year, uh, you know, it, it just defined the music and, and actually our personal lives. So we're pretty stoked on the title. When you began the songwriting for the EP, for Resilience, did you have certain intention on what you wanted to say? Um, I think the biggest thing for me um, was I, I was struggling very much internally then, with different aspects of my life, and I kind of, I, I guess I needed to kind of just let that out. Um, and as time has gone on, I... I I'm starting to see that, you know, things in the world that uh, I'd like to address. So I think the, this EP is definitely more of a catharsis for me, but I would like to expand beyond what's going on in my personal life and uh, address other issues uh, in, in, in the future. You do bring up an interesting issue on Filthy Believer, because, I mean, some Christians want to view themselves as being perfect people you totally crushed that on Filthy Believer. Was that something personal that was bringing that song out? 
Definitely. And it means a lot that you were able to pick that up. Um, because what influenced it was one morning uh, last year, around this time, I think, um, we woke up to finding out that uh, the Orlando shooting happened at that one club. Right. And uh, immediately, I remember seeing people before all the details were out, they were, you know, people were pointing fingers to different groups, uh, people with different beliefs. And I guess, you know, I've seen that happen a lot. Uh, I would say, especially within the last 10 years. And it just felt like something that needed to be addressed. You know, it's kind of like, you know, we're all human, regardless of your race, creed or gender. And we all deserve love. And it was definitely coming from a very frustrated point of view. Um, and I, it was just kind of like, hey, we've got to start standing up to all this stuff because I, I, I believe that we were put here to love each other. And is that why you felt driven to have Filthy Believer as your single? Um, that was one of the reasons. To be honest, you know, I, I felt pretty vulnerable because uh, it was the first time I was talking about stuff that wasn't about myself. Um, but I think it's something that's very important that we need to address as, as just as people, as human beings. And um, especially in the age of the Internet where everybody can be a keyboard warrior, I think it's important to realize that the other person on the other, other end of the screen, you don't know their background. And it's important to... Uh, be gracious with the words that we choose, uh, especially when it's public. Well, speaking about keyboard warriors, would Lightworker describe their band as being warriors? Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> I mean, I, I would, I would have to say. I mean, I'm going to let Grayson, you know, give his own input, but uh, just real quick, like for me, no. Um, I'm just a guy who wants to talk about truth and have a quiet sense of hope. And sometimes truth is really gritty, but um, the hope is always there. And um, that's what's important to me. And if people consider me some sort of fighter or warrior because of that, cool. But I definitely don't put myself under that term. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that in terms of being a warrior necessarily, it's like, you know, Joe and I kind of talk all the time, like, we're not necessarily a band that's trying to go out there and, like, change the world or reinvent the wheel and whatnot. I, I kind of have this firm belief that you can always make the most change and benefit in the world when you surround yourself with people who more or less generally believe what you believe. But I'm not talking about, like, religion or for anything specific like that, but just, like, you know, a general sense if if you're a nice person who believes in treating others well, or you'd like to surround yourself with, with those same kind of people. I think that, at least for me, you know, being in this band and, and, and Joe lyrically writing about the things that he writes about and really believes in and writing the kind of music that we like to play, that's kind of the reason that we're, we're in this band. Um, you know, at least for me, it's, it's, it's an opportunity to write music that I essentially have kind of always wanted to write, but maybe never really felt like I had the outlet to completely get that out. You know, maybe going off topic, but in terms of, I'm trying to think of like the whole warrior thing, which I kind of keep coming around to as 
you know, like, why are you doing this? Like, why are, why are you in this band? Why are you deciding to do this? And for me, it's, I really believe that, especially with music, whenever an artist is in a position where they have to make a decision on writing music that they really love and believe in for the right reasons. So the reasons why they do it, for example, wouldn't be to make money or, or things like that. Cause that's a result, you know, but inherently, um, you know, a reason of, you know, that's what they're passionate about. And you can tell that they believe in the music that they're playing, even if it's quote unquote, not the, the popular thing to do or not the popular opinion. I feel like fans always understand that there is a certain genuine factor. I totally don't even know what word I was trying to say. Genuineness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you can tell, I feel like that people can always tell when an artist is genuine or not, they may not always agree or, or like the music that they're putting out, but artists that stay true to themselves and their own artistic integrity are the ones that have longevity in their careers. And the funny thing is, they're the ones that probably aren't necessarily trying to quote unquote make it big. But like, again, I believe that making it big isn't a necessarily a goal unless you want it to be a flash fire. That's actually just a result of sticking with the kind of music that you want to create and that's what we try to do really and i think maybe in that sense we're kind of warriors in the sense that you know we're, we're willing to fight for our music and we're willing at least for me like lyrically i'm willing to stand behind what i put out there so i guess in that sense i guess you could say that we're warriors yeah uh, it's like, like you know regardless of trying to come up with something different like i've always heard that you know it's like bands are trying to say like, oh, we're trying to come up with something different, a new sound that no one's ever heard before. And it's like, dude, that's really cool if you could pull it off and everything. But I've kind of always been like, well, you know, if there's a sound that we've, we like, so we're going to play it regardless yeah. if it's new or trendy or, yeah. or any of that stuff. So, um, yeah, that was a really good question. And yeah, it was so good. I think that we started just weaving in and out of things that maybe didn't even Joe, I want to go back to something that you just hinted at just a moment ago. The Facebook page for Lightworkers says that your music is about facing the trials of life with a quiet sense of hope. I mean, many people struggle with any kind of an idea of having any form of hope. So how will the songs of Lightworker change that perception? Um, I'm hoping that people will listen to the songs and realize that they're not alone. I know that for me growing up and part of the reason why music is such a big aspect of my life is that, you know, whenever I would hear a situation described from another band in a song that sounded similar to mine, I was like, wow, that's cool. I might not know the guys or girls like singing this song, but now I finally feel like okay cool like if they made it through then then I can make it through and if I could just do that just for one person you know that would be awesome and honestly God has been a big part of that for me um and I think he has revealed certain bands and and lyrics to me at the right times to, to the point where I'm just like this even seems like it was written for me even though I don't know those guys and, you know, it helped me see any situation through. And I think what's really neat about our band, uh, if, if I'm going to be completely honest, is that, 
you know, half of us are Christians, the other half aren't, but we love each other so much. It's, it's insane. We're, it's definitely is a brotherhood and the other folks that, you know, may not believe like I do are extremely supportive, you know, like they're like, that's what you want to write about. Cool, man. This is what we're going to do. It's, it's kind of much like how thrice does it mm-hmm. with, uh, with Dustin, like his lyrics, you know, he, he definitely alludes to, to his faith a lot. And, um, even though the rest of the band might not have the same beliefs that he does, you know, they, they are extremely supportive. And, uh, I feel really lucky to have that. And that's actually part of what like filthy believer is about. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's just like, okay, like if in our own band, we've got people of different beliefs and different, you know, creeds and we love each other like brothers. And, you know, if we can do it, like, other people can too. And I think that really just, you know, speaks to, to that quiet sense of hope. Like we don't need to go. I mean, this is probably the first time I've actually ever realized this, but like, I think that's really cool. I never thought about that before, but like the four of us are completely different individuals, but there is this love and we, we have each other's backs. And, um, I think that's that quiet sense of hope without even having to point it out until, until I did right now. But, you know, <laughs> Well, guys, before we go, where can everyone find Resilience? Uh, well, all major digital retail outlets. So iTunes, Amazon MP3, Google Play, etc. Um, we also have some physical copies available uh, on our online store. Um, if you go to facebook.com slash lightworkerband, uh, then you can find all that information We also have a music video for the leading single on the album, uh, Requiem, which debuted on Metal Injection. You can find it there. And also, on the same note of the physical copy, um, it's it's extremely limited. It's uh, only 100 copies. Each are hand-numbered. And uh, there's a personalized note that kind of uh, gives a short summary as to what this band means to us. And it's personalized and uh, signed by all of us that are in the band. So you get that too, but there's only a hundred of them. So hopefully they're still there when you go check it out. <laughs> and one of you guys personally delivers it. <laughs> yeah, we get on a plane, you know. Ooh, that would be expensive. <laughs> uh. Grayson and Joe, thanks for coming to The Antidote to talk about Lightworker and best of luck with resilience. This opportunity is awesome. And we, we just want to thank you. <laughs>